Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 187 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, I chat with the lovely Fiona Hefer from Sansorium, and today we are talking all things non-alcoholic. We're talking about non-alcoholic alternatives. We are talking about why, why they are important, the trends coming in non-alcoholic alternatives, and we are talking about the difference between low and no alcohol. And Fiona gives us a little bit of an education behind non-alcoholic wines and how you can reap the benefits, which ones to drink and when. This is such a fantastic episode. Let's get into it. Fiona, it's been a year. It's been a year since you've been on the podcast. What a wild ride, man. I know. I can't believe that we've celebrated our anniversary. Yeah. And it's almost it's like our friendship anniversary too. Which is yes. So cool. It is our <laughs> friendship anniversary. Oh my God. Absolutely. Um, for those of you who don't know who Fiona is, she has been on the podcast before. She is the co-founder of Sensorium, a unbelievable online marketplace for non-alcoholic alternatives. I we're not going to go kind of into like your backstory, I don't think, because we have so much more to talk about in terms of like Mm -hmm. non-alcoholic goodness. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're listening to this and you want to hear Fiona's personal relationship with alcohol and why and how she started Sensorium, I strongly suggest going and listening to the episode. But this episode, it's been a year. It's been a wild ride since we last met and have you been on the podcast and so much has changed Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. much Mm -hmm. um let's just talk about what has changed in a year I mean we've done an event together Mm -hmm. yep we've done an event together we've done probably as a sensorians probably done over 50 events 
um, since we last spoke, maybe more. We've done pop-ups, small, medium, large across different cities um, in BC. And I think what we have noticed is the change in socialization and really how people are coming together and how people are changing their relationships with things around them, be it their their home life, their work life, their friendships, their life partnerships, um, and certainly their wellness. So I've noticed from last time that we spoke, because it was this time last year, we were about to go into another lockdown. Mm -hmm. And that was probably the third or the fourth one at that point. Um, Yeah. So I think that was that was another time when people were, you know, the magnifying glass was on what isolation felt like and how we take mm-hmm. care of ourselves in isolation. So a lot of people are coming out this year and what I saw and what we saw as a company in these pop-ups is people going, I, I realize that I turn to alcohol a lot when I'm either bored or lonely yeah. or anxious um or just feel like I have nothing to to do with myself it's like an automatic reach into the fridge or into the cupboard to pull out something to drink yeah and it's not making me feel better it's not solving the loneliness making me feel less bored making me feel more exciting Mm -hmm. so I've been talking a lot with people about what the sort of how big alcohol and I say big alcohol because it is a huge multi-billion dollar industry right yeah how it's fooled you into thinking that you're missing something without it that you're not enough alone Mm -hmm. by yourself that you're not fun enough you're not comfortable enough you're not social enough Mm. you're not joyful enough and that reaching for it and grabbing for it is the solution it's really they've really convinced us of this yeah, it's like a fun factor too, right? Like yeah. everyone is so concerned about the fun factor. Like they yeah. put so much pressure on, okay, well, I need to be fun. I need to have fun. This is when I'm going to do it. This is how I'm going to do it. It's like fun is not structured like that. Mm-hmm. That is like the opposite of fun, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, totally. If we need to plan and force fun, I, I, honey, you got another thing coming. I don't think it's that fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I agree. Let's add some spontaneity to life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. And it's a lot of pressure, you know, like Mm -hmm. I think we're all so stressed. We're always like working harder, better, faster, stronger. We're, you know, we're always propelled forward and okay, well, we need to schedule in time to have fun now. Like mm-hmm. this is, we got a window. This is when we can get wild. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go. Like, And then re- relying only on alcohol. Yeah. Relying only on alcohol to be the fun. Yeah. And to get you there. To get you there. Like you have to be there now. You have to be there quicker. You know, you only have this small window of time. Maybe the babysitter is only available for this amount of time on this day. Shit. Yeah, I get it. I I really get it. I have a lot of compassion for that perspective. It's hard. hard. Yeah. It's really hard. 
-hmm. And then like also add into like, okay, well, we have to have fun and we need to connect and we Mm -hmm. need to have like deep, meaningful relationships. Mm -hmm. It's like all these layers of like pressure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. And that's certainly what happened. That's definitely what happened. It, It put, it put us all into like a pressure cooker. Yeah. Being, being isolated, being forced to be physically distanced from one another made those moments of connection so much more valuable and heightened and and precious really. Yeah. So I think people turned to an an overindulgence in, in some ways. And totally, I saw, I saw this year people going, Oh, like coming up for air, like taking Mm. a, wow, a little bit of a stock of where they were at. Yeah. And I would say this year with the people that we're interacting with, um, they're finding us a lot easier. They're finding us mm. a lot faster. Yeah. We're not, we're not having to do tons of marketing to attract people to us, Yeah, which is really exciting as a business. <laughs> yeah. Um, it feels I wonder great why. Do you have any people. idea Why? Well, there's definitely a collective conversation happening. So before, I would say a year ago, we were introducing people to the idea that you might drink, drink less. And now people are telling us that they're drinking less and we're introducing them to the products that they could drink instead. Mm. So I say people aren't drinking less. They're just drinking something different. And I'm trying to take back the word drinking because drinking should not be synonymous with alcohol. It should just be synonymous with indulging in a beverage of choice. (laughs) That's pleasurable. Totally. And, and that, that looks like a lot of things. So I still have people that say, Oh, I've never heard of alcohol free wine um, or, or aperitifs or, you know, these euphorics, but Mm -hmm. I'm very open to it because I'm drinking less alcohol. Interesting. That's Mm -hmm. so cool. Yeah, yeah, I definitely notice, you know, I've said this before, we're not in the business of like trying to convert people. You know, I think it's really important to just have open conversations and letting people know that there is an option. There is different ways to feel and feel better and take care of yourself that don't involve, you know, something that's essentially like eh, kind of toxic. <laughs> not only to your health but like also to your livelihood your relationships your spiritual relationship with yourself like just relationships in general mm-hmm. I agree yeah I mean it's definitely classed in the world as the uh it's a group one type one carcinogen so yep. kind of toxic is toxic yeah <laughs> <laughs> But that's yeah. just like spitting facts. I sure. I think there's a lot of things we do that are toxic um, that we continue to do. And there's a lot of mixed messages out there. So yeah. across, you know, if you look at the, the food industry, it's very hard to determine what is good for your body and what isn't when there's literally very strong research on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, this is less less so of an issue. In, in the world of alcohol, but for a long time, doctors and professionals in the, sort of in the health and wellness parts of government were mm-hmm. saying different things about alcohol. Yeah. So about, I would say 10 years ago, we had uh, kind of like um, 
a suggestion of the amount of alcohol that you could take to kind of be in a quote unquote healthy category. Yeah. And it was, let's say about 10 to 15 drinks a week. Mm-hmm. And that, and, and drinks not being 12 ounce pints, but like a serving, a real serving, sure. like a proper five ounce glass of wine or a shot in a cocktail, not doing doubles and triples and et cetera, but right. real servings. <laughs> yeah. Like the grandiose drinks that we've come up with. Yes. To make- and that we've, that we've normalized. Have yeah. Normalized. Yes. So today, I don't know if you saw, but recently they changed their guidelines, the health guidelines around alcohol intake and to be in a low risk category uh, towards your health. It's yeah. two, two drinks per week is the suggestion. Whoa. To- yeah. That's a huge <laughs> decrease. Yeah. And more and to be in the high risk is seven or more drinks a week. Wow. So that's half of what they were suggesting 10 years ago. Yeah. And that will get that will only get you in the high risk category. Right. So they're really what I'm seeing from that is putting two on the marker is just saying go at your own risk. I sure. don't think they would actually suggest any. Yeah. And I don't know doctors that are recommending any alcohol anymore at all. I, can't, no. I don't think they can say that in good faith. Yeah. No, definitely. Like, remember the old, like, the, the old saying, like, oh, you know, you need a glass of wine a night for your heart. Yeah. yeah. Or like heart for your health. blood pressure or like, yeah. Mm, no, absolutely not. I don't know who came up with that, <laughs> who decided that was okay. But yeah, no, it's just, it's not. It's definitely Well, not. I think that there probably was and there is there's good um there's good reason for the way that alcohol initially helps you downgrade your stress levels right it it does do that has an initial suppressant activity and you feel more relaxed so yeah i can imagine blood pressure going down but yeah what what's interesting about the research now around the antioxidant benefits that come right. from particularly red wine is that they're just not as bioavailable because of the presence of alcohol, like mm. the actual molecule of alcohol. And right. When your body ingests uh, any kind of beverage with, with alcohol, with ethanol, it yeah. prioritizes the detoxification of the alcohol first before it takes any nutritional benefit. So even if you're, even if you're drinking yeah. with a super healthy meal, yeah. You're not actually going to start getting any of those nutrients from the food because it's starting to get rid of the alcohol first. That's the priority that let's take care of the body. Let's detox that first and then yeah. we'll look at nutrient values. So I always look at a glass of alcoholic red wine and go, yes, there's, you know, th- this many, uh, this is a, a measurement of antioxidants in the wine, but it's not really taking that as a priority first. It's looking at the alcohol so when there's no alcohol present it's taking the full antioxidant benefit first which is why i think non-alcoholic red wine is okay better for you yeah of course well it doesn't have like your body's literally trying to like mediate the the alcohol it's like okay let's cancel this out so we can get to work on the good stuff Mm -hmm. with non-alcoholic stuff you don't have to you completely take that step away yeah I didn't even think about that with non-alcoholic wine. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Is that just with red? 
So red wine has more antioxidants present mm. in them. It's called the, it's, it's like the word is uh, umol. It's like a abbreviation for the amount of um, antioxidants in the, in the grape. So different okay. grape varietals will have more than others. Okay. Typically, the, the the redder the grape, the richer the antioxidants. And that, sure. you know, that's what I'm seeing across different wines. But okay. um, the, the levels are higher in red than they are in white, for sure. Cool. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about why non-alcoholic alternatives. You know, you got a lot of people saying like, oh, my God, why bother? It doesn't even have alcohol. You know, I get it. But like, what are you seeing? Like, how are you seeing in the community how non-alcoholic products are benefiting the community and people who are your customers. What are you, what are you seeing out there? I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. So I've been thinking about the way we describe non-alcoholic products for a while now. Yeah. And we often talk about them as the option. Okay. And I actually think this is the mainstream. I think that alcohol is going to be the option in the future. Mm. And we can start looking at non-alcoholic beverages as the starting point and then choosing if you want to pepper in a little bit of alcohol on your own um, and your, with your own choice mm-hmm. at some point in the evening or the day or the weekend. I, yeah, I truly believe that we're going to change the, change the game. Yeah. When people start to realize how much better they feel when they're not drinking alcohol so consistently. Yeah. Um, I think that seeing non-alcoholic wine, especially on menus at restaurants is also really changing the narrative from the industry side. Mm-hmm. So we just started, uh, we just had a wine and an aperitif land on the menu at St. Lawrence, which is a cool, a newly Michelin star restaurant in Vancouver. Wow. And they are doing, they're doing really well as a restaurant and they wanted to be, they wanted to have a, an alcoholic wine. And so we happened to meet at the right time. Yeah. And now this wine is on the menu and it's flying. It's, he, he told me that really? he can't keep it. Yeah, he had to just put in a huge order again. So it's what? doing really well. Yeah, yeah. And they, I will say, what I love about St. Lawrence is as a culture, yeah. uh, JC, the head chef, he decided uh, we're not going to be uh, an alcohol drinking team. We don't drink alcohol on the job. You're welcome okay. to after hours or sure. after when you leave, you go home or you go on the weekend. But yeah. at work, we don't, we don't drink before or after shift hour during and I think that is a huge industry shift because and I've been in the industry for a long time myself yeah you sit after work you sit at the bar you down a beer or or you know a a little uh nightcap Mm -hmm. or a glass of wine to try and 
calm down after the rush of an evening. Sure. And that might be at two in the morning. Oof. And how oh. derailing. Your sleep is already interrupted because no. you're working until two in the morning, but then you drink on top of that. Yeah. And you do that every night. You do that yep. every night. Yeah. So I think they're making, they're very progressive in that stance. Yeah. And now adding non-alcoholic wine to their menu and saying, we believe this is, we've tasted this. This is premium. We really yeah. enjoy the experience of it. And we want our, our customers to enjoy it too. That's just giving so much permission to people. So much totally. permission. Oh mm. my gosh. I love that. What are those conversations? Because, you know, you, you do pop-ups, you do have like an online store, but what are those conversations like when you approach restaurants? Because that's a huge pain point for customers, right? Like going out for dinner, socializing with friends, like what, like, what is it like, or what does it take to get um, a non-alcoholic product on someone's menu? Mm -hmm. I mean, first and foremost, it will always be about quality. Sure. And they are not going to bring anything in that they wouldn't drink themselves or right. eat themselves. Uh, they don't have the space. They don't have the, <laughs> the time. Mm -hmm. They don't have the interest to go mm -hmm. about anything that doesn't live up to, to any kind of quality standard that they have at their space. So with conversations, usually it's, usually they'll have some interest to begin with. I've done a couple of really cold meetings where yeah. I approached them. They were, you know, they would, they allowed me to come in. Okay. And, <laughs> and they just didn't, they didn't see the need because they just didn't have the customer asking for it. Sure. Or they themselves were very much interested in, in alcohol and, and really hadn't made any change with that relationship. So they, yeah, they weren't, they didn't see the need. And those conversations ended there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, they ended there, even though, and I will say a couple places, they would say, oh, yeah, our, our head bartender is sober, or my co-founder is sober. Or really? We have people that come in for weddings, and they want non-alcoholic wine. Even just a few really? examples like that yeah. have not influenced them enough. But yeah. it's, it's, I believe it's their own personal relationship. And mm. their their connection to the to the profiteering off of alcohol sure. that s survives their business, which I totally understand. Right. So, yeah, they're just not there yet. But places that um, that have an awareness of the collective shift around alcohol mm -hmm. are very keen. You know, the second we reach out, they respond, and or they mm. reach out to us, and we're in and having a great tasting and. They can't, you know, what else do you have? What else do you have? What, what's this? Can you bring in this? Can we try that? Yeah. Um, so conversations are certainly a lot easier. For sure. But, oh, yeah. My mom My mom recently went to a tasting in a certain part of town that if you live in Vancouver, you'd understand why. Yelltown. Oh. <laughs> okay. And, mm. and that's shout a tough out. crowd. And it was a tough crowd because, again, it's like that's, yeah. the, that's the conversation happening there. It's, it's really focused and centering around alcohol. Yeah. And the bartenders, the head, the head manager was like super interested, but the bartenders were like scoffing and like just Ugh. not, not there. So, right, you know, that's fine. Everyone's on their own path of interest and receptivity. We're not yeah. there again, like you said, to convert anybody. We're there to show yep. you what, how premium the market is. And that was our, that was our goal was to bring yeah. 
really high quality product that had craft and had story just like the alcoholic side did because yeah. I don't believe you should lose any of that when you no. take out alcohol because alcohol is not the story. It's the winemaker. It's the winemaker's passion. It's mm -hmm. the story. It's the, the art of the product, the design of the bottle. It's all that. And, yeah. and the flavor and the taste and the way it connects with food. It's all of that. We shouldn't Definitely. lose that just because we took out alcohol. <laughs> no, and that that's why I think it does so well. Well, even you describing that, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like it's one little ingredient that we put so much weight on, right? Like we put so much value. We've almost put it on a pedestal. And so it's kind of, I can see how it would be almost like undoing, like an mm -hmm. undoing of mm -hmm. why do we value alcohol so much when there's mm -hmm. so much craft and like history into creating a product just in general. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that, that leads to your, the question that you asked earlier when someone says, what's the point? Yeah. Well, literally I could take all the labels off and just pass anything in a glass to you and you would drink it because it's not about the story for you. It's not about engaging with other people. It's not yeah. about the environment and the space that you're in. It's that you, you have decided that, or you have a relationship to alcohol that says you need it. And that you, mm. you need it to feel calm. You need it to feel comfortable. You need it to feel social. You need it to connect with somebody. You need it to have fun and to feel joyful. Sure. And whether that's on your own or that's been told to you and you've adopted that as your own, that's the, that's the point for you. That's right. the point. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com slash ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash ASGG. Gotcha. I want to talk about price point. Because mm -hmm. with all this craft and all this, you know, ingenuity, I guess, like it comes at a price. How mm -hmm. do you... I guess with that conversation, people always compare non-alcoholic stuff to alcoholic mm -hmm. stuff. And along with that comes price. It just mm -hmm. does. Mm -hmm. How do you navigate that? Or how, what, what do you say to that? So as a business, we always try and have a, a collection of price points so that mm -hmm. no one has, you know, there's no barrier for anybody that's uh, a little more price conscious or needs to be sure there 
the conversation about someone that's not looking at price, but is looking at value for what they're getting is really, you know, it takes more to produce an alcoholic wine or mm-hmm. an alcoholic spirit. It does. It's easy actually to just to, to ferment a bunch of grapes and let it go up to 12 to 13% and age it and bottle it and send it yeah. off. Call it but a day. To add, call it a day. Yeah. But to add an extra step, a quite complex step where you take out the molecule that holds the majority of the flavor, the majority of the aromatics, the majority of the body, and figure out how to preserve that and to mm-hmm. keep that varietal integrity, that's hard and it's expensive. Yeah. And you could just light the whole thing on fire and take it out and then pass me a glass of watery <laughs> juice. Oh, no. You totally could. But yeah. Hello. That's not it. Yeah. And that's n- definitely not it. That's not it. And that's why non alcoholic wine in particular gets a bad rap. That's why it gets a bad <laughs> rap because that's all yeah. they had for a long time. Sure. And now there's three or four different uh, processes, highly innovative processes that will keep the integrity of the wine and particularly the varietal of the wine mm. and take out the ethanol. But that is one of our brands that we carry invested $4 million in the technology to dealkalize their wines. So it's wow. very expensive. Yeah. yeah. And I want their business to be, <laughs> to be returned <laughs> sure. in a way. I want, I want them to get the, the value for their investment. And that yeah. means not, cutting them and price cutting them down to nothing just because there's no alcohol. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. Um, In fact, I would say because there's no alcohol, we should be paying this price. Thank goodness it's been Mm, taken out. (laughs) Yeah, we're doing you a service. (laughs) yeah it's doing us a favor and it's it's more expensive it's very very similar to the uh the vegan food movement sure and so when you looked at someone that crafted dairy-free cheese for all Mm -hmm. all the folks that can't ingest dairy or choose not to ingest dairy dairy dairy-free cheese used to be so expensive yes (laughs) i know from experience still is in many cases yeah um 
but the ingredients and the craft and the, the length of time it took to create that product. Yeah. Yes, it was $17 for a reason. Yeah. Now it's coming down and we've got some, we've got lots of different alternative brands that have been created where yeah. we can probably have a nice range of affordability, but wine is that wine and alcohol free spirits are the same. Sometimes it took, I think it took liars three years to craft their initial small collection Whoa. of alcohol free spirits. It's a lot of work. That's a long time. Yeah. Wow. So I always just say that that's, depends on how much you value this product and i don't sure. at pop-ups at our big pop-ups we have so many products we do put prices but at my small ones like the one that you just came to yeah no price no prices on the outside of products okay taste it when you love it and you connect with the the reason behind why you drink this and you and you you know you think of the the times and places that you'd want to drink this yeah 20 21 is like oh drop in the bucket for the totally. amount of value that i i see this has Absolutely. I love that. And I love that you do that mm -hmm. because you're not just selling a product. You're essentially, you're selling a feeling, Yeah. right? You're selling a moment. It's a, a, an opportunity to connect. It's so much bigger than just a bottle of non-alcoholic wine. It is. It's, it's so much bigger. It's, it's the same for someone that's purchasing alcohol, actually. They are, mm. they are trying to create an experience. Sure. Otherwise, they would just see it as a liquid. But yep. it does hold a lot of meaning. I mean, food and beverage is the most universal ritual from the beginning of time across yep. any culture, across any background of person, does any style of, of living. Food and beverage is the center. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's how we start all of our rituals of connection there's always some sort of offering or exchange mm. and it's we're not about to get rid of that we're not no. we're not here to change that we're here to actually i think enhance it yeah. because if it is about actually connecting with people if it's just the vehicle for connection sure then i do personally want to be the most present for that opportunity for connection i don't want to have anything getting in the way mm. of me being able to fully engage with somebody or myself mm -hmm. in an experience. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, can we talk about just a different, like, so low and no, some terminologies mm -hmm. here. There's yes. a lot of confusion going around about, you know, percentages, like the small percentages of alcohol in non-alcoholic products, which seems like, well, what? It's so mm -hmm. confusing, right? Fiona, mm -hmm. could you shine a little light on what the difference is between low and a no alcohol product? Mm -hmm. So global standards for a non-alcoholic product are 0.5% and under. Okay. The low category, some people might call 5%, uh, the 0.5% low because okay. they are looking for a fully zero. So low sure, might sure, be sure. For 0.5, but I would say 0.5 is anything above, or the low category is anything above 0.5% and up. Okay. So you're seeing low alcohol wines right now in the mm -hmm. liquor stores. They're sitting around 5% and 8%. Okay. Um, As opposed to like 12, the regular is like 12%, right? Right, 12 to 15. Okay. Yep. The, um, the low alcohol beers are available now. So that's 2.5%, 3%. Mm -hmm. 
cutting in half what they normally are around five. Yeah. Um, you're seeing a, a, a small, but I would say present category of low alcohol spirits. Okay. Um, mostly the ones I find are in the States right now. Okay. So that would be like a low alcohol gin mm-hmm. sitting at 18% instead of 40. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some other sort of concoctions, aperitifs that are in the low alcohol category. But not a lot. Spirits are not, that's not super common. Yeah. Um, I think what's confusing is to some people, 0.5% is still a presence of alcohol. Yeah. And just that number kind of gives people a little bit of a question mark around what's safe for them if they are, if they really want to be fully alcohol free. Mm-hmm. But what what I always say is, and I know you get lots of questions on your stories, and I know you answer this for people all the time. But yeah, your bot your body will detox 05 percent alcohol way faster than you'll ever feel the effects yeah. of 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 toxicity. Yeah, and at the same time, in our everyday pantry, we have lots of things that are point five percent or higher. Yeah, that we don't know about. That's not um, even labeled. That's not even labeled. Yeah. So I know we've laughed before at the uh, the mystery of kombucha and yes. <laughs> what what <laughs> alcohol level was kombucha for a long time before it yeah. probably got regulated, right? Yeah. The government doesn't um, want you get, getting a free ride. Doesn't want you, no. Doesn't want you getting drunk for cheaper. They, <laughs> they're stepping in. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. No free rides here. Mm-hmm. Um so I think kombucha in the past when it was first being made was well above 0.5%. Yes. Because pe- people were feeling a little bit a little bit woozy on kombucha. Yeah. Um, but a, a ripe banana, like yes. a super overripe banana will be over 5- 0.5%. Um, the, like a, like a bread roll, like a dinner roll. Like yeah. Sourdough, like Isn't some sourdoughs like pretty? Yeah. Yeah. Your gut has more than 0.5% in it right now. It's just the, it's, there's a lot of different foods out there. Yeah. Um, a lot of different things that are based in alcohol too, like a- extracts that you might be using for baking and cooking. Those mm-hmm. will be alcoholic, but you're using so little. So it doesn't really, um, you, again, you won't feel the effects. So yeah. it's really a, per- it's really a personal choice, I think. Definitely. Um, some people just don't want the idea of there being any kind of, alcohol and something because there is a very real uh, potential for a placebo effect. Sure. And that could cascade into other things for that person, or they just don't like the feeling of, of any kind of tipsiness or state change or drunkenness. Yep. And so I've certainly had a couple of non-alcoholic beers before and okay. gone, mm, oh, feel a little weak in the knees. <laughs> really? <laughs> just gonna yeah I, I i pounded a couple of nannies a few months ago and i was like oh, yeah. okay those are definitely not alcoholic beers but it's the Whoa. memory my body's memory mm. of what it feels like to drink yeah. alcohol going into action right away the smell the taste yeah it all it all stimulated my olfactory like- system to tell my body hey you know what to do when this happens yeah get wild get loose get loose right and same happens sometimes with red wine i'll feel it in my chest a little bit depending on how much i drink yeah yeah it's like you got that muscle memory 
It's a muscle memory. And, and for beer, it's also hops. Hops mm. are naturally sedative. So okay. I, pr- I probably just had quite a lot quickly yeah. and was getting that relaxation, that natural relaxation. And I know that, so I'm not afraid yeah. of it. But again, that might be a slippery slope for someone who's uh, decidedly in recovery and they're, they're not looking for any kind of state change. That might be too much for them. Yeah. Hundred percent agree. I mean, yeah, we also you also have to check your intention behind drinking these products, right? Mm-hmm. Like if if our intention is still to like escape or get that buzz or get that kind of high, probably not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Regard regardless, mm-hmm. regardless of the alcohol content or it being no alcohol, but just that trigger of like what that means and represents to you because you could literally you know mouthwash has more alcohol if we're gonna get you know really granular with it like yeah Mm -hmm. it's our intention I have a couple of friends um who've come out of AA many many years ago or still Mm -hmm. in it and what they tell me is it's kind of about this the the type of drink it is so okay spirits and aperitifs and euphorics those like mixed drinks not a problem for me don't even show me wine i can't even go close to it just the smell of it brings back bad memories yeah but so it's vertical by vertical they're not necessarily across the board so i would say for anyone that's um curious about a non-alcoholic drink go Mm -hmm. somewhere where you haven't gone before try uh, a mixed um like a mixed aperol spritz if you've never had one before it's a very unique taste and if you never tried one it might not be a trigger for you it might just be something that you learn to love and but wine might be a trigger and it's okay just stay away from that so vertical by vertical yeah love it love it Fiona, what do you have going on or coming up for the holiday season I know you guys are so busy and you're always popping up everywhere around town what uh could you tell us what you've got going on on deck this weekend or where we can find uh updates of where you're going to be next yeah well i'm really excited to tell your community that Mm -hmm. we are now north america wide so you can ship in we ship into the states all across except for hawaii i'm so sorry hawaii it's just a little expensive right now but okay um i know you've got lots of folks down there so we're excited that we can serve them as well. Yes. Um, we are participating in a holiday sale starting this weekend. It's actually live right now. So you can shop okay. till next Monday. And we've curated different product sets that we think are really great for the holidays. So you might want to pick up a, a red set or a wine set. Um, you might want to pick up some spirits if you're hosting and you want to make up some cocktails for people. We've got a margarita, a bourbon sour, we've got a sangria. Mm. So we've curated the products together for you. So it's easy shopping and they're on sale until the 29th. So you can just pick them up and take them home. And we do free shipping over 150 across the border. So you can do that. We are in person in Surrey this weekend at Mainland Markets. Okay. Uh, For anyone that's out in the outer parts, the the greater part of Vancouver, if you want to come out there, that'll be really fun. There's all these really great vendors at those markets. 
And then follow us on social. We always update our bio to say where we're going to be next. Okay. And we do. We have a pop-up every week until Christmas. So you have lots of opportunity. We're essentially a moving store. Yeah, you are. Um, And even the week of Christmas, even till Boxing Day, we'll be up at, uh, we'll be at Sage Natural Wellness between wow. West Forth and Park Royal. So you can yep. pick up some sparkling wine for the holidays, even on Boxing Day. Or sorry, Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, there Correction. is no I'm gonna, excuse. I'm going to be chilling. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be chilling on Boxing Day, but yes. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Shop until, the, until you drop. I love it. Oh my gosh. And Fiona, can you give us your uh, website and your handle on Instagram so we can stay in touch with you? Yeah, so both are sansorium, S-A-N-S-O-R-I-U-M dot com or underscore underscore on Instagram. Um, They're both very active places to find us. And you can always DM us if you're looking for product or you want to know where you can find us and we'll Mm -hmm. respond there. Perfect. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for this lovely, lovely chat and sharing your experience and knowledge with us. I love you. I love happy, you too. Happy one year uh, friendship anniversary. Friend anniversary. <laughs> yeah, friend anniversary. <laughs> I absolutely love having Fiona on and chatting to her about non-alcoholic products and just the whole landscape of being sober or booze free or however you choose to identify. I love how she looks at it and I love how she articulates and just how she how she feels about the movement. She's so wonderful. As always, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to rate, subscribe. We love to hear your feedback about the podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at a sober girls guide. And don't forget to check out a sobergirlsguide.com, our new fourth edition, four years in a row of the ultimate guide to non-alcoholic alternatives is on the blog now. Get there and find your new favorite non-alcoholic beverage just in time for the holidays. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.